There's a dead cat on the line. Did you hear me? There's a dead cat on the line. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aaron's and Zerky. On this week's show, we're going to celebrate Joe Garland's birthday, go down the river, play one thing in common, and lay it all on the line. Last week, August 15th, marked the birth in 1903 in Norfolk, Virginia, of composer, arranger, and multi-instrumentalist Joseph Copeland Garland, to Armstead R. and Patty Garland. He studied music at Shaw University and the Aeolian Conservatory, intending to become a classical artist. But in 1924, he joined Graham Jackson's Seminole Syncopators and is heard on the group's two recorded sides. Fun fact, Graham Jackson was President Franklin D. Roosevelt's favorite musician. Joe Garland was a sideman on numerous groups through the 1940s and went into semi-retirement in the 1950s. He died April 21, 1977, and is buried in George Washington Memorial Park in Paramus, New Jersey. Joe Garland wrote a number of well-known swing jazz hits, including Serenade to a Savage, one of Artie Shaw's gold records, Leapfrog, a hit for Les Brown, and these.
By the time Glenn Miller's hit version of In the Mood was released in 1939, Edgar Hayes' premiere recording on February 17, 1938 had already been out for a year and a half. And you just heard it on Decca 1882 with composer and arranger Joe Garland on tenor sax. The song In the Mood is heard in the 1987 motion picture of the same name, starring Patrick Dempsey. It also stars my wife, Frida. Well, not stars. She's an extra, but is prominent for a few seconds as the shoe-throwing lady. Before In the Mood was Mills Blue Rhythm Band with Congo Caravan on Royal Blue Columbia 3087D. The band started out around 1930 at the Coconut Grove as the Coconut Grove Orchestra and had at least five leaders over its roughly eight-year life. At the time of this recording, July 9, 1935, it was under the direction of Lucky Millinder. The name Mills Blue Rhythm Band comes from the band's manager, Irving Mills. We started off with another Mills Blue Rhythm record, Harlem After Midnight, directed by Baron Lee on August 31, 1933, although he's not credited on the label, as was Millinder. That Joe Garland tune and arrangement was issued on Vocalion S6. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Two weeks ago, we finished up the show with a segment about going up the river, but I ran out of time to play one of the records I had lined up, so it's going to start off this segment. Hopefully, if you get sent up the river, after you've paid your debt to society, you'll be able to go back down the river. Here are Grace and Curly Gray. Coming down the river when she comes. She'll be coming down the river when she comes. She'll be coming down the river. She'll be driving my river. She'll be coming down the river when she comes. Oh, yeah, play it pretty, boy. Coming down the valley when she comes. She be coming down the valley. She be bringing no way valley. She be coming down the valley when she comes. She be coming down the hill when she comes. She'll be coming in a wagon when she comes. She'll be coming 
wagon and her feet will be a dragon. She'll be coming in a wagon when she comes.
down the river of dreams where the starlight shimmers and gleams darling rest your head upon my shoulder while we watch the yellow moon grow now we're hand in hand in a trance drifting to the land of romance one more kiss before we start Close your eyes and open your heart Drifting down the river of dreams We started off with what the label of Vocalion 3720 refers to as old-time singing and playing by Grace and Curly Gray, who were coming down the river in Dallas, Texas on June 24, 1937. It's not known who plays mandolin, banjo, or guitar on that record, and I could find nothing at all about Grace and Curly Gray. Coming Down the River was recorded during a field recording trip to Dallas by the American Record Corporation. They were there from June 6 to 25 to capture a couple dozen different groups in the area, including Lummy Lewis and his Merrymakers, the Saddle Tramps, the Chuckwagon Gang, and Zeke Williams and his Rambling Cowboys. Coming Down the River was followed by Ray Seeley and his orchestra with an unidentified vocalist on Down the River of Golden Dreams. Odeon 36088 was recorded on May 14, 1930 in New York, with an instrumental version made in the same session. Our old friend Nat Schilkert wrote the music and Gus Klenner the words. We finished up with Everett Hoagland and his orchestra with vocalist Homer Rhodes, who were drifting down the River of Dreams on August 3, 1939, from Decca 2659. It's time now for another episode of One Thing in Common. You know... That's where we play a set of rapidly rotating records which seemingly have nothing whatsoever to do with each other, yet have one thing in common. The one thing in common among these three records has nothing to do with composers, songwriters, or artists. It does have to do with a little pet peeve of mine, and there's a keyword in the title of each of these records. See if you can figure it out.
got an invitation to a dance But I don't think I'll go I'd be sorry, I know I'm afraid I might see the one who should be with me With somebody else I've got an invitation to a dance It's the town's big affair All our friends will be there They may talk when they see The one who should be with me With somebody else I don't want to start a lot of gossip Out of sight is out of mind Maybe there is still a chance to make up We may wake up to find We're leaving happiness behind I've got an invitation to a dance I could bring someone new But what good would it do? It would hurt me to see The one who should be with me With somebody else Thank you. 
waiting for a boat. You found somebody new. What else is there to do but offer you up and down the street, all the ladies he will greet. Alley you any carrots, any peaches, any pears. Sam, Sam, principal man. A nickel here, a nickel there. Won't make him a millionaire. But he's happy because he hasn't got to worry or care. Sam, Sam, the best woman. Cantaloupe, sweet potatoes. If you want yellow yams, all you do is holler Sam. He'll bring them to you. And late at night when work is through, Sam goes in for swing of brew. When the man's in the stable and the cow's been fed, the peaches and the pears are all in the shed. He's on his way to paint the old town red. Sam, Sam, the vegetable man. Any apples? No. Any pears? No. Any yams? No. Any gams? Yeah. Well, Lamb, man. <laughs> Stuff Smith and his orchestra with Stuff Smith himself singing about Sam the Vegetable Man. That's from Varsity 8063, made around December of 1939. Sam the Vegetable Man was written by Ray Block, W. Edward Bruder, and Paul Rusinski. Before that, Harry Bidgood masquerading as the Manhattan Melody Makers and Congratulations, composed by Maceo Pinkard and Sam H. Stepped. 
You gotta love vocalist John Thorne's thrilling trilling and exquisite enunciation of the Bud Green and Coleman Getz lyrics on that record, to say nothing of the harp flourishes. What a great arrangement. Broadcast 2559 was made in London on April 11, 1930, and we have Rob Godridge to thank for that transfer. Rob is the proprietor of oldgramophonerecords.co.uk, and I encourage you to visit. Thank you, Rob, and best wishes. We started this edition of One Thing in Common with Al Mitchell and his orchestra with I've Got an Invitation to a Dance, written by Marty Symes, Al Nyberg, and Jerry Levinson. Dick Robertson was the vocalist on Victor 24815, recorded on November 23, 1934. So, what's the one thing in common? Well, I mentioned having a pet peeve and keywords in the titles of those songs. The keywords are invitation, congratulations, and vegetable. So you may have figured out that the pet peeve is the diminutization and truncation of those words in everyday speech. I give invitation, not invites. Invite is a verb, not a noun. I offer congratulations, not congrats. To say congrats is to convey only half of the good wishes you are supposedly offering. And I eat vegetables, not veggies. It's not a veggie tray. It's not even a vegetable tray. It's a crudite. Don't worry, I'm not obnoxious or obsessive about it. In fact, I do love a nice strong cuppa with brekkie. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. A couple of weeks ago, we had a segment about telephone party lines. When you picked up a phone on a party line, you didn't know who might be on the line listening to your conversation. In the mid-20th century, the majority of telephone subscribers in the U.S. were serviced by party lines, with the last party line in Woodbury, Connecticut, phased out in 1991. But for this segment, we're going to find out what else is on the line. Ah, I won't speak to you from this subject. Amen. If a child is no way like its father, there's right. a dead cat on the line. They tell me that once upon a time, uh-huh. they had some trouble yes. trying to get a message over the telegram wire. Right, the right. company sent a man out to inspect the line. Uh-huh. In making his report, he said that he found that a cat had gone up telegraph pole yes. and died on the line. Yes. And that was the reason why uh-huh. they couldn't get the message over the line. Amen. Now, if a child doesn't favor his father in no way, yes. there's a dead cat on the line. Yes. Did you hear me? Yes. It doesn't matter whether a child favors its mother or not. Yes. She knows that it's her child. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, Sister Bell, doesn't you know your children's father? Well, yes, I think I know my last two children's father. Yeah, you think you know. Well, you may not know. Uh 
But if you doesn't know, you got the last word on the question. Oh, I know it. But I am one man that thinks all children mm-hmm. should favor uh, their father. Oh, right. Did you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's sure enough. Well, Brother Pastor, I tell you, I got one child don't fail me at all. Hmm? No, sir, don't and fail don't me. And don't walk like you? No, sir. And doesn't talk like you? No, sir. Haven't got color like you? No, sir. But there's a dead cat on the line. That's yeah, right. You know, if a man makes a picture for me, uh-huh. then it should favor me. Yeah. And if not, there's a dead cat on the line. That's a truth. Right, and in then. fact, it's not my picture. Well, right. Now, uh, Sister Jordan, what about your children? Hmm? Hmm? Well, you asking me too much of my business right here and come. You come to my house and I'll tell you all about it. Well, I didn't go down to your house before the children was born. Uh-huh. And I don't have to go down there now. God yeah. uh, This is no secret. The children was born in the world. Yeah. yeah. And it looked oh. like you might open your mouth and talk. Yeah. yeah. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. All right. A little... Uh, kitten favors dad. God well, tell us about it. Even a little coat yeah. favors his dad. God and a little calf favors his dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if there isn't but one roost in the yard, yeah. all the little chicken mm-hmm. will favor him some way. Yes, and if not, there's a dead cat on the line. So well, I'll tell you what I saw one time. Yeah. Uh, my mother had a, a white roost. Come on, Come on. And she had a a black hen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that black hen hatched out uh, the egg for the, the white roost. Yeah. There's a dead cat on the line. Yeah. If a child doesn't fever, his father some way. Yeah. You ought to walk like him, talk like him. All if right. not, there's a dead cat on the line. So true. Oh, 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 please tell him 
come tomorrow, please give for me a ring. Brothers Austin and Lee with Austin's song, Roll Down the Line. That's from Bluebird 6148B, recorded in Memphis, Tennessee on Saturday, November 22, 1930, and was preceded by Memphis Mini with her tune, published by the Memphis Mini Music Company, Pig Meat on the Line. That record was made May 21, 1941 in Chicago, issued on OK 6605. 
We started this segment with the Reverend J.M. Gates and some members of his Mount Calvary Baptist Church congregation with one of the most famous of his more than 200 recorded sermons, monologues, and songs, Dead Cat on the Line. That was recorded March 18, 1929, and issued on OK 8684. The J in J.M. Gates stands for James, but I still can't find out what the M is for. And we haven't quite reached the end of the line. Here are Tampa Red and Georgia Tom. You're Chicago women, run hand in hand. You run around with one another's man. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line. I ain't lying, you're the cheating kind There's a dead cat on the line You come home at night, talking out your head You have to take a bath before you go to bed There's a dead cat on the line There's a dead cat on the line I ain't lying, you're the cheating kind There's a dead cat on the line You and Sister Smith are getting mighty strong when you shake hands, you got to hold it so long. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line. Yeah. I ain't lying, you're the cheating kind. There's a dead cat on the line. She was standing in church with her old man. I saw you when you tickled her in her hand. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line.
there's a little nightie hanging on the line, hanging on the line next door. It starts to wave in the breeze every morning. I get the blues every night when it's gone. I've been going to the preacher for advice, how to change her name to mine. I'm gonna flirt to my old red shirt, hang beside the nightie on the line. On the 
dummy line, ride and shine on the dummy line, ride and shine, and the fame I find when I ride on the dummy line. The Picard Family, February 7th, 1930, on the Dummy Line. That's from Perfect 12625, but it was also issued on Banner, Conqueror, Oriole, Challenge, Jewel, Pathé, Regal, Cameo, Domino, Romeo, Paramount, and Broadway. The term dummy line in railroading has several different meanings and can refer to a train carrying railroad employees, a locomotive with water condensers to reduce the noise of escaping steam for use in urban neighborhood settings, to extremely slow, dilapidated trains, or to very short, short lines. There are several vintage songs about dummy lines, and although the words don't match, this one may refer to the one-mile-long Augusta Railroad of Augusta, Arkansas. The Augusta Railroad Company was formed in 1918 to take over the assets of the bankrupt Augusta Tramway and Transfer Company, built in 1887 to give Augusta a connection to the St. Louis, Iron Mountain, and Southern Railway. The SLIMS was merged into the Missouri Pacific in 1917, which in turn was gobbled up by the Union Pacific in 1982. The Picard Family Band was founded in Ashland City, Tennessee by Patriarch Obadiah Picard, born July 22, 1874. He served in Tennessee's 1st Regiment Infantry Band during the Spanish-American War, and he and his wife Layla May had four children, Ruth, Bub, Charlie, and Anne. Obed, or Dad as he was known, played harmonica, jews harp, and sang, and started out as a soloist on the Grand Ole Opry in 1926. By 1928, he brought the family into the act, and after auditioning for Henry Ford while on a visit to Detroit, landed a contract with NBC to star in a show called The Cabin Door. In June of 1929, Obed Picard was one of the performers at the dedication ceremony of the Great Northern Railway's newest train, the Empire Builder. Not satisfied with being a strictly territory band, they toured extensively in the late 20s and early 30s, traveling to Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, New Orleans, and eventually California. The group remained popular into the 1950s and even had their own television show. Before the Picard family was Burt Furman, directing the orchestra on A Little Nighty Hanging on the Line. Written by Edgar Leslie, William J. Reitz, and Billy Stone. The vocalist on Xenophone 2936, recorded April 27, 1927, was Tommy Handley. We started the last segment with J.M. Gates and his sermon, Dead Cat on the Line. We started this segment with Tampa Red and Georgia Tom Dorsey and their musical version of Dead Cat on the Line. They sing Dead Cat on the line, but the label of Vocalion 11225A, recorded February 4, 1932, shows the title as Dead Cats on the line. Georgia Tom Dorsey wrote Dead Cats on the line and plays piano. 
Tampa Red is the lead vocalist and guitarist. Well, now we have reached the end of the line. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. Thank you.